Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or the comfort from your own computer or laptop. Create tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They're distributing your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Do spoof, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Mandatory calls to action. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you. Who's Remarkable Volume 1 Part 2 tonight? We're going to be talking about brought up in a two-family home. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Who's Remarkable. So tonight we're going to be talking about being brought up in a two-family home. For me, I was very fortunate as well as very blessed to be able to grow up in a two-family home. Both parents in the home. My dad was a, a garage door. He worked on operators and whatnot. Then he moved from working on operators to uh, working inside the office and doing service calls. My mom was a crossing guard for the city of Riviera Beach for almost 20 plus years, part-time, and she loved it, enjoyed it. Met a lot of different kids, a lot of kids that she crossed, grew up, and remember her as they got older and got grown and had their own kids. So my mom was very fortunate to be able to be a crossing guard, be able to share those conversations and meet new people and go through different supervisors over the years. My parents were married for about 53 years. And that is like a love story you can't even imagine. It has an ups and downs like any marriage, but my parents loved each other unconditionally until the day my mom passed, which was August 30th, 2020 of last year. To grow up in a two-family home, it's amazing to just see your daddy perspective and your mom perspective. And I was very blessed. I'm telling you, I was very blessed to have that and have an oldest brother who was supportive at the time. And then, of course, life happened, things happened where he up taking a nosedive and going to a direction that ended up in real pure darkness and haven't seen him in almost eight, nine years, maybe ten. I haven't seen him since 2012. And that's kind of a dark subject for me. And I can go back and think about the time that we shared as a family, just the four of us, and the special Christmases, and the special Thanksgiving, and the special things we did as a family. And to have those conversations and enjoy each other, it was beautiful. Just to think about all the things that we shared as a family. And we were very family-oriented, very family-oriented. Spent a lot of time together as a family, very close. Me and my mom was very close. My dad, I was a daddy's girl. I still live to this day. And, you know, as I get older, I think about how blessed I was, the fact that I had two parents in my home dad that loved and cared for me and was very supportive even in my bad times in my life and I can go back and say I was really fortunate and most of the people that I know whose parents were separated or the single parents I had both my parents and 
and I can think about, my goodness, I am truly fortunate to have that. And I can just say I'm, I'm grateful. I'm very grateful for that. My mom giving me teachings on how to be a woman, how I had my first period, how I had my first woman experience in terms of my period and explaining me on how to do it, breast examination, how to self-check myself, watch out for different signs and whatnot. She taught me a lot about being a woman and I am so, so very grateful for that. My dad taught me how to fix things, working on computers, dealing with cars, fixing things around the house. He taught me these things. And when he taught me these things, that really showed that I really took in a lot of information as a young child. I was very inquisitive about things. I was so inquisitive about things that I was able to understand that, okay, mama, daddy, two different scenarios. What mama does, daddy does different. My mama cook a certain different way, and my daddy do things differently. At the end of the day, I got different versions of the male perspective as well, as well as the woman perspective. And to think about this now, how me and my mom were so close, when she was at the, as a cross of God, she always would take me to work because she really didn't want anybody to really watch me. So she made sure I was good and I could ask people for her. i go there and sit in the car until she get done with her clothes. Or she had like a lot of posts that she used to be at the post on um, Old Dixie when they had crossing guards there. And she was at the post over there by the squad meet on Broadway in Old Dixie. Then she was there, then she used to be at that had a post down there at the Riviera Beach Elementary School across the track, which is now the Boys and Girls Club. And then she used to be at the corner that used to be a, a service station back then. Now it's like some like a repair shop right there. Then she went from there and then she moved over there on Silver Beach where it used to be a mechanic shop there. So then she went from there to S Avenue, 30th Street. Then she tried to be a little bit on 28th. Then she went from there to be right over there on Avenue across from KLC. She worked over there. Then she worked over, I believe she worked over there by the post office. She did that for a little while. And then from there, she ended up over there by the neighborhood right across from the complex on Blue Heron. She worked over there. Then she went from there to the cemetery right down Australia, and that's when she said nothing. My dad worked for a garage company for X and I years, I want to say 20 plus years as well. He worked for a company in West Palm and then he transferred or got a better opportunity at another company that was a lot more closer to where he is now, the South Dyer. He worked for a garage company, he did that for X amount of years. So I can think about it. My mom and dad handled things the way they handled it. Financially, they were making it work and they were making things work in terms of make sure a roof over our head, clothes on our back, shoes on our feet, food for us to eat. They provide for us. And they did that. And they were able to make sure we took trips. They were able to make sure we had school clothes. They were able to make sure that everything was taken care of, make sure food was in the house, paper towels, you know, the new central things. They did that together as one. My mom's income as well as my dad's income. And that was absolutely amazing. And they continued to do it even when they retired. They continued to put their incomes together. 
And here comes a layer of pain. And um, 2016, if I'm not, my dad was diagnosed with uh, type 2 diabetes. And that same year, I found out that I had breast cancer. So that's when things start to spiral under control. Dementia start to take over before the cancer came. And this is where the layers of pain come in, everybody. To see your dad go through transformations in terms of getting shots in his eyes and going to doctor visits and seeing these doctors regularly to maintain his diabetes. That's painful to see. To see your mom who's not fully capable of handling certain things anymore because of her dementia and then now you find out she has breast cancer. Luckily it didn't spread at the time and she was getting radiation. She was taking uh, chemo uh, tablets was called iframe it's very expensive like eleven thousand dollar pills yeah that much very expensive luckily the insurance covered it she was taking that for three years and then all of a sudden her cancer came back last year it spread it all it spread it all through her bowels and the uterus all that it was terrifying to see that what she went through back in 2016 excuse me came back to the vengeance and that tore me apart and just to see your mom deteriorate in X amount of weeks that was the most hardest thing for me to ever see to sit there just to basically say goodbye sit there sit room and play music she was crying in my last day she was crying and I didn't quite comprehend it very well because I knew she was going to die but it hit home when she passed away that Sunday morning on my daughter's birthday when she passed away, and I continue to talk about through the, through the entire book, that hurt me to the core. She's been going about nine months now. As of May 30th, it'll be 10 months this month, and it's still trigger points inside of me that kind of haunts me every now and then. My dad, he's dealing with grief the best way he knows how to. Um, he has his good days and bad days. He's very frustrated now very upset about a lot of stupid things. And it's just painful to see the first family that you knew and grew to love just slightly deteriorate right before your eyes. And you know, you don't think about it as a child because you're so happy to have a mommy and a daddy and a grandma and a grandpa. But in reality, these things do happen and people do leave and people do pass away and people do leave your life. And it hurts you even more as an adult because you think they're going to be here forever. And truth be told, it's not true. They're not going to be here forever. They're only here for the time period that God allowed them to be here. And to think about it now, it's painful. I'm 37 years old right now. And I've lived a very blessed life. Very promising. I had my ups and downs with life's challenges. Working, getting injured, car accidents, slip and falls, pregnancies, you name it. I went through a lot of trauma, a lot of sacrifices, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of disappointment. People betrayed me, stabbed me in the back, lied, manipulated, all those different factors. But I came to understand that when I went through these things, it was teaching me and molding me into the woman that I am today. So the teachings that my mom gave me and the teachings that my dad gave me, Helped me to better strategize on how to live my own life, even with my own family. I'm blessed by all means. And I continue to stress that because somebody had to remind me some years back that I am. Because there was a time 
I didn't feel like that. There was a time that darkness really consumed me. There was a time that I didn't know if I was coming or going. I went through so many different obstacles and challenges in my life. Disappointments, discouragement, suicidal thoughts, all these different things come to mind. Thought about ending my own life. You're like, whoa, yeah, suicidal too. And you know, that, that mentality is only showing that you're giving darkness more consumption than you need to. And I had to come to an honest realization that that is not me, that is not for me. I don't need to be in that mindset and I definitely don't need to be sitting here talking about I'm going to take my own life because when you take your own life, you're basically going to hell. Bottom line period. It's just what it is. And you're like, whoa, yeah. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. All you're going to see is golfs and fire. And I can tell you this story because I think I said this on my platform before. I was borderline hell and heaven. I'm going to tell you that in my life. I was borderline heaven. I was between heaven and hell. I'm in the middle. Hell right behind me. Heaven right in front of me. So I was right in the middle between both. But now as I get more in depth with God and pray and read the Bible a lot more and really get closer to him, I start to see a lot of the mistakes and errors I have made in my life. And a lot of things my parents taught me as the older I got, I started applying. We're like, wait a minute. When you're 20-something years old, you're trying to do your own thing and I made a lot of bad decisions, but I learned from them, I'm growing from them, and I'm still improving each and every day. Now think about it, everybody. When you see Remarkable, you may have this perspective, but when you sit here and listen to Latricia Johnson, make name Latricia McIntosh, that part, this is what you get. It's not about the ministry. This is a book that I want people to really get an understanding and a feel about who Latricia Johnson really is as a person. It has nothing to do about it. This is my life that I'm sharing with everybody. This is part of me that I didn't think in a million years I'll get on a camera, let on an anchor podcast, and share my story to be a blessing to other people's lives. I want you to understand in life, I've made a lot of bad choices. I've made a lot of bad mistakes, but I've learned from them. And I'm continuing to learn from my mistakes, and mistakes still come, but I continue to learn some more. I'm human and, and not perfect like everybody else in this world. You have to remember that. Yes, because I have that one-on-one -on -one with God, I still am imperfect. It's just what it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's just what it is. All right, everybody, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to be right back in just a moment. second mission break I felt tears start to come through my eyes about some of the things that I started to talk about and it's very emotional a lot of these topics that I'm talking about as we go further along in Who's Remarkable volume one part two the book layers of pain it's gonna get real heavy and chapter 12 of this book layers of pain is gonna be the longest chapter of the book because I have a lot of stuff that I want to really shell out as I get ready to close this segment. So we're only on day three, everybody. We got some weeks to go. 
And um, it's going to be challenging, but I pray that God really helped me through this. I really do, because it's going to get it's gonna get heavy. It's going to be a lot of crying. It's going to be a lot of something going on. And in this segment this time, I did not provide any music or anything like that. I wanted to give you the full, full version of the story. There's no music being played in this this part of this segment. There's no favorite message that I want to share. This is coming straight from the heart. I did straight from the heart last time, but this is like 100% nothing coming in. No music, no special this and that. No, none of that. This is what you're going to get in this part of this segment of Layers of Pain, Volume 1. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's my time. I wanted to come on here this evening a lot earlier. I said, well, I'm going to wait at 8 o'clock. Let me get on here right now and get it done and get it out there. So that way I can share that with everybody. So I will see y'all back here tomorrow for Who's Remarkable, Volume 1, Part 2, Day 4. Tomorrow I'm going to be talking about having found myself. So I'll come on a lot earlier because it's Friday. So yeah, that bored. So I'll probably, ooh, yeah, I'll probably come on a lot earlier. So you might catch me probably on about two, yeah, probably about two o'clock tomorrow. Honestly, one p.m. So we're gonna do one p.m. tomorrow, and then I have to jump off there and get to the next segment. But if I don't come on at that time, it's gonna be later on. But hopefully, I'm pushing for an earlier time because I got a lot of stuff going tomorrow and i may not be able to get on at six seven or eight that part so thank you all for tuning in for those who are watching or watch the replay have an amazing and a blessed thursday evening my name is latricia johnson also known remarkable queen inspiration and minister johnson bless